Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Amen. Living a lifestyle of faith. Amen. Amen. Faith means that you have a word from God. Amen. The Bible is called the word of faith. You, don't, you can't start living by faith until you have a word from God. And then when you get that word, you never deviate from that word. Amen. You hold on to that word no matter what it looks like. Amen. You wait for everything else to change before you change. <laughs> That's what's living by faith is about. Amen. It's being steadfast, unmovable. Amen. Always abounded in the work of the Lord. Once the devil finds out you're not going to move, he'll leave you alone after a while. Praise God. But if he thinks he can move you, he's going to mess with you. Amen. Praise God. If he can move you out of a sound mindset, he'll try to move you out of a mindset. Amen. If he, if he can move you economically, he'll try to move you economically. If he can move you physically, he'll try to move you physically. Mess with your body, but you're the healed of the Lord. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's based on what God said. Faith is living by what God said and never changing. Amen. Amen. Praise God. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what they said, no matter what they're doing, you continue on with what God said. If God said you can have it, it's yours. Amen. It doesn't matter if it's in your hands right now or not. God said it, so it is yours. The fact that you got the word lets you know it's yours. Amen. Because if you stay with the word, the word will manifest whatever God said. Amen. And then you will have what God said as long as you hold it on to the word. The enemy tries to get in your life before the, in between the word and the manifestation. He tries to discourage you in the middle. Amen. Praise God. That's why it takes faith and patience to enter into what God said. Patience is what you use after you get the word. Patience is still remaining joyful, amen, in spite of the reports you got. Patience is still remaining excited, joyful, confident, just like the moment you got that word, amen, that God was going to do this thing in your house, that promotion was coming your way, that increase was coming your way, that healing was already yours, amen, that possession was already yours, amen, because you got a word from God. The enemy tries to come in between the point of the word and the point of the manifestation. Because if he can move you before your manifestation, he can steal your inheritance from you. So while you are in between, the Bible says you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Let's look at this word right here. Hallelujah. So what you going to do for the rest of your life? Walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. The Bible is written to New Testament believers, amen. The Bible is written to Christians. It's instruction on how you're supposed to live on this earth, amen, before you go to heaven. That's what it is. Bible, what does it say? Bible stands for basic instruction before leaving earth, amen. Come on now. You got to follow this instruction before you leave here, amen. When you come to church, you got to find out what you're going to do, amen, based on the instructions that are given you. And then you take that instruction and you make it a way of life. And that's why the Bible said you got to add to your faith. Come on now. You got to add to your faith. Every time you come, you got to get ready to add something. I'm going to give you something to add to this morning. Amen. When we give you something, it just makes you stronger. Come on now. When we give you something, it makes you stronger. It makes you better. It equips you for the challenges that are coming against you. It lets you know how to respond, amen, yeah. before the event even takes place. Yeah. It lets you know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yes. The Bible said the doers of the word yeah. are justified. Yeah. Come on now, you got to be a doer, not yeah. just a hear. Right. The Bible said if you just hear the word only, that's all you do, right. you're not going to make right. much progress right. with God. Right. You got to become a doer of the word. Amen. You got to come to come to the house of God and say, press God as soon as instruction is given. Yeah then I'm going to record that instruction. I'm going to meditate that instruction and I'm going to let it become a part of my life. That's how you make progress with God. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Look what it says right here. Look what it says right here. It says, therefore, look at verse 6. First, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, 
we are absent from the Lord. Amen. We're not absent from him. We're not absent from him in the realm of the spirit because he's always with me. Amen. He said, the Lord said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. That's why I'm still confident. Amen. I'm still confident. But when it talks about being in his physical presence, we can say, you know, it really wouldn't be accurate to say physical presence. Why? Because God is a spirit. But to be actually in his presence, even in the realm of the spirit, that day is coming. The Bible said, I'm going to stand before him face to face. And then I'll know even as he is known. Amen. But what he's talking about is this walk we should have while we are not, we can say, in the immediate presence of the Father. As it is laid out for us when we look at the throne room in heaven or being in heaven. Amen. And being able to actually function in the same spiritual realm he functions in. Because then it's just like being there in the physical. Amen. Praise God. Right now we got to learn how to, we have to learn how to walk between two realms. The seen and the unseen. Amen. God is there and he is present. Amen. And he can be detected by a spiritual eye, not the physical eye. Amen. That's why you'll be able to see him because when you get your glorified body, bless God forever, then you can see over into the spirit realm and everything's going on in that realm. But right now you got to live by faith. You got to know that the angels are there, whether you can see them or not. Why? Because the Bible said angels are encamped around about you. Amen. Praise God. And so you, so right now your faith life are your spiritual eyeballs. Come on now. Your faith life is your feeling hand. Amen. You know God's there by by the divine presence. Amen. Because of the spiritual nature that you have on the inside of you. You've been recreated in the image and likeness of God. You got the right to work in between two realms now. Come on now. You can get in the spirit if you want to get in there. Come on now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Faith is a spiritual force. That's why the Bible said we have the spirit of faith. It's a spiritual ability. That God gives us through his word. Amen. Let's look what it says right here. Let's look what it says right here when it's talking about this. It says in verse 7, it says, therefore, we walk by faith and not by sight. It said, while we in the body, you're going to have to have a faith lifestyle. While you living in this body, you're going to have to faith. Because you can't see everything that is going on with your eye. Amen. The Bible said you're not going to be able to walk by your feelings. When it's talking about sight, it's really talking about your five physical senses. Amen. And it's saying right now, while you in the body, we know that being absent from the absent from the Lord, I mean, absent from him in his presence. Amen. From his spiritual presence. While we're in the body, we're absent from the Lord. Amen. And so while we're in this state of being absent from the Lord by being in this body. Now to get in his, get out of this body, you're going to go see him real quick. Amen. When you're out of the body, you can get to see him just like that. If you're born again, if you're born again, the moment you're born again and you pass out of this body, the Bible said the angels come get you and they usher you right immediately into the presence of God. Amen. So to be out of the body means you're going to see him real quick. Amen. Praise God. You go, and if you're not a believer, you're going to see somebody. Yes, you are. If I would fix that today, if right. I was Amen. you, <laughs> I wouldn't let somebody else pick who I'm going to see. <laughs> I'm going to determine what I'm going to see. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to show up right there in the throne room. Praise God. I want to show up right there in them gold streets. Praise God. I want to show up right there with that tree that got 12 count of fruit on it. Come on now. Don't you want to go? Praise God. I want to show right smack dab in the throne room. And I want to hear, well done. I don't want to hear well either. I don't want to hear well what happened. Because if you follow this instruction, you're not going to say, hear well what happened. You're going to hear well done. If you live by faith, that means you live by the plan of God for your life. And the Bible said, why are you in this body? You're not going to be able to figure out everything with your head. You're not going to be able to see everything you want to see the way you want to see it. You're not going to want to, you're not going to be able to see the outcomes of things unfolding just when you want to see them. You're not going to always feel like going on. You're not going to be able to live by your feelings. You're not going to be able to believe everything you hear. He said, while you're in this body, you cannot trust your five physical senses to determine whether or not the plan of God is coming to pass in your life. 
That's what he's saying right here. He says this, while we're in the body, knowing this, while we're in the body, at home in the body, so the body is what to you? A house. Come on now, your body is a home to you, amen? It's not the real you, it's your home. Your house, your physical house you live in is not you, amen. It's where you reside, it's where you rest, amen. It's where you recline, it's where you go to take it easy, bless God. Forever, amen. So that's what your body is. It's a home, it's not the real you. It's a physical housing. And if people would not put so much emphasis on their physical housing and let you know something wrong. When you want to be identified by your physical housing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. That's good. That means you want everybody to recognize you for how you appear on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Something is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Because you should be building yourself up on the inside. Yeah, right. Because the outside is not the real you. Yeah. Amen. You can have a great house on the outside. And people look at your house on the outside and say, oh, that's an awesome house. Yeah. But on the inside is something else going on. You can say amen if you can, if you can, if you, if you, if you, can. you might not be able to. But if you would take the same time you're trying to make the outward look good, and there's nothing wrong with the outward looking good, but if you take the same time looking at the outward looking good, amen, to fix up on the inside, then you really got something. He says it's just your physical home is what your body is. Amen. So if you take the same amount of time that it takes to groom the outside, well, how much time does it take to groom the outside? Come on. <laughs> said 120. Well, that's some makeup, buddy. I tell you, that's some making up, baby. That's a stream makeover. Ain't it? <laughs> it's 120 years. No, really. Just how long does it take you to get ready to come to church? Somewhere as if I got 30 minutes, somebody moved up into some hours. <laughs> Praise God. Candace, I know how long it took you. You missed you miss your ride to church this morning. Praise God. I'm just messing with her, bless God. She can handle it. Instead of waiting in my car after the service, if I you bring me up like that. Amen. All of us take some time to grow. Amen. Especially if we're going somewhere. Uh-huh. Now, if you ain't going nowhere and you just want them people to just like to just kind of lay around that day, that's one thing. <laughs> Pass over some grooming because you're not going nowhere. Uh-huh. That's one thing. <laughs> Amen. I'm just talking about people that's going somewhere. Amen. Right. Normally, some people are going somewhere every day. Yeah. And it takes some grooming every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Now, I got to ask myself. Am I putting the same 30 minutes? Come on now, don't, don't, show, don't, don't get quiet on me now. Amen, because all you did was put time in the house. You didn't put time in the real you yet. You didn't put real essence in the real you yet. You didn't put spiritual ability in the real you yet. Amen, you ain't done really nothing yet if that's all you did was decorate the outside. Come on now. If that's all you did, amen, all you did was work on the house. You didn't work on the real you. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Somebody say, take me 15 minutes. Somebody say, take me 30 minutes. Somebody say, may it take me an hour. The question is, am I putting that same time in? Equally, at least the same time on working on the real me. And one of the ways we work on the, is with our faith life. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Jesus said this to some people. He says, where is your faith? Right. Amen. Amen. O ye of little faith, and how is it that you have no faith? Amen. And what he's saying is faith just doesn't exist without an effort. Amen. What does Romans 10 say about how faith comes? So I got to take some time to hear the word of God or when challenges come against my destiny and begin to challenge it. And if I don't have any faith, guess what I got to do? I got to I got to respond by sight. 
then you're going to get a sight response out of me. Why? Because I didn't do anything to develop the faith on the inside of me. See, faith is going to be your response to challenges that come in life. Amen. Because we can tell when people are in faith and we can tell when people are living by sight based on how they respond to the situations that come in their life. And everybody going to have something to come against you in this life. You are not going to be exempt from chastening. You're not going to be exempt from trials. You're not going to be exempt from it look like it ain't going to work out. It looks like it's going to fail. You're not going to be exempt from those challenges. Because my Bible says the storm comes to everybody's house. My Bible says the storms and challenges come to everybody's house. And there's no temptation that is not taking you, that's not common demand. Everybody going to get tempted with something. Sometimes you can get tempted to lose your temper. Sometimes you can get tempted to say the wrong thing. Sometimes you can get tempted to get in the flesh and have the works of the flesh show up in your life. Sometimes you can get tempted to do things that the Word of God told you not to do, but you find yourself doing them anyway. And the Bible says you got to be ready to stand in the day when the day get evil around you. And the ability to stand is called faith in the word of God. Amen. Praise God. But faith just don't happen because a trial comes. Faith happens because I prepare myself before we get there. I know what my when you live in my faith, you know what your response is before the thing even comes up. See, I didn't, I didn't wait till the trial came to try to get ready for it. Because it's hard trying to build a house in the middle of the storm. You should have known he was your healer before you got the doctor's report. You should have already know that by his stripes, you were already healed. It had been written over 2,000 years ago that he himself bore your sicknesses and infirmities in his own body and carried them away. See, when challenges come, you can rejoice, amen, in the midst of a trial because you already know how it's going to turn out. Because you already got a lifestyle. 1 Corinthians 5.10 is a lifestyle. 5.7 is a lifestyle. Look what it says right here. We walk. You look that word up, it's talking about how you live every day. When it's talking about how you walk, it's talking about how you live every day of your life. It's talking about how you conduct yourself every day of your life. See, the New, Post, the New Testament believer is supposed to have the conduct of faith every day. The conduct of faith should be the way they live every day of their lifestyle. Amen, praise God. That should be their lifestyle, the conduct of faith. What is faith? It comes by hearing the word of God. So faith comes by hearing what God said. And then when whatever God said, that becomes my life. Amen. Hallelujah. That word lets me know what I have. The word lets me know what I can do. The Lord word lets me know who I am in Christ Jesus. It lets me know my destiny before I even get there. The Bible said when God gives a word, that means he's got a work coming. And the works were finished before the foundation of the world. Which means when you're living by faith, you already finished. Amen. You just you just walking out. You walking out the manifestation, amen, of what already exists in the word of God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says wherever there's a word, there's a mate for the thing. So you're living to match up what God said about you. And you're not letting anything come in between what he said, amen, and the manifestation. You got a manifestation coming, bless God, when you living by faith. It may have not happen today, but you are rejoicing because you know his word cannot return unto him void. It'll accomplish what he said. He speaks and it's already done. And he commands and it stands fast. Come on now. You know God said everything is going to be all right. Praise God. Weeping may endure for a night. Come on now. Even if you cry, you ought to get happy because weeping may endure for a night. But for a New Testament believer, joy cometh in the morning. Just because I'm crying, it doesn't mean I'm finished. Just because you see tears, it don't mean that it's over with. Hallelujah. I got a word that's going to turn it all around. Joy is coming. It may look like the enemy is winning, but joy is coming. Because I got a word to turn it around. 
Yeah. yeah. I ain't preaching you, I'm preaching to myself. Challenges yeah. 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 come to everybody. Yeah. You're not excluded because you're a preacher. Matter of fact, he'll come at you more than anything. Because if you smite the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. You'll be thinking, oh, he did it to the pastor. I know I can't get it. He done whooped the pastor. <laughs> I gotta be in trouble. <laughs> no. It don't matter who fall. I was looking at Jesus anyway. See, see, praise God. See, somebody fall, that don't take you out of the race. Why you was doing what the Bible said, I was looking to Jesus anyway. <laughs> I was doing what the word said, looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of my faith. Baby, I don't care who don't make it. I'm going to get finished up in here. I'm going to let the God say that in the work that he has begun, the good things that he has started, I'm going to let him finish it. Oh, I'm going to let him finish it. I'm going to let him heal my body. I'm going to let him make my mind straight. Amen. Glory be to the most high God. I'm going to finish. Because I wasn't looking at you anyway. We're supposed to be looking at you anyway. We walk by faith and not by sight. You gotta quit looking at folk. And determine if you're gonna worship God because they do. I'm worshiping Him because the Bible said, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. And I ain't gotta look at you to find out if I got breath. I know I got breath. Because in him, I live and move and have my being. I'll praise God in spite of you. I'll serve him in spite of you. I'll worship him in spite of you. Because I'm not living by what I see. Oh, I'm trying to get you a victory now. I'm trying to get you some victory in here today. I got my Bible open. Y'all said y'all had y'all Bible open. And what does the word say? <laughs> the word said that the next step I take going to be a step, a faith step. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is what the Bible calls the word, the word of faith. Which faith comes out of God's word. Hallelujah. I'm not living by what I see. I'm just being moved. What he says moves me. <laughs> what he says moves me. Not what they said, but what he said moves me. When they talk, I'm not moving. When they say it looks like you're not going to make it. When they say it looks like we're not going to have enough money. I'm not moving by that. I'm not moving even internally by that. My emotions are not changing because of what they said. I won't even move mentally because of what they said. I'm not even going to have visions of failing. If they try to come, I'm going to cast down every imagination that exalts itself against the word of God. Oh, come on now. How many of y'all want to live by faith? Faith is the good life. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. This is the victory, even my faith. Come on now. Sometimes people want somebody else to faith it for you. That's the wrong way to get it, baby. They may get a load today and forget about you. They may get, the enemy may see them trying to take care of you and then fill up their boat. So you up the creek. No, you're going to have your own faith in this man. Come on now. Yeah, come on, yeah. <laughs> he ain't going to let nobody faith play. He said, Jesus said, when I come to the earth, I'm looking for one thing. That's right. Faith. He said, when he come to the part, will he find faith? That's what he's looking for. Because if he finds faith in you, he knows that you're going to be doing what the word said. You're going to be right on your post. Amen. Praise God. 
you're going to be still on your post. Yes. No matter what they said and no matter what they thought about you, yes. you're still on your post. Right. Hallelujah, Amen. because the word would not let you move. Yes. You were living by the words that came out of the mouth of God. Yes. That Matthew 4, 4 said, man shall not live. If you're going to have a good life, you're going to have to live by what God said. Yes. And people's now to made me preach real hard. I'm going to have to wipe my face. That means somebody in here wasn't living by faith. I shouldn't have to sweat like this so that you believe God. I'm ready for some sweatless services. Come on now. Some sweatless preaching. That's what I'm ready for. I need to zip up my pants. Somebody that made me preach so hard. The church going to the gonna have to catch up in here. I can't be preaching like this every Sunday morning. It make me praise like David until my, my clothes come off. Some of y'all ain't going to get in faith till I'm like David. Some of y'all ain't going to believe till I get like David. <laughs> Some of y'all going to wake up till I get like David. Woo! <laughs> He gone now. I bet you would be telling everybody about their service one. Oh, we had a good time at church today. Oh, the preacher was something else. He got like David up in there. I'm ready to have some sweatless services. Well, I ain't just stand behind the podium and for about 15 or 20 minutes and receive the tithes and offerings. And go on and beat all the Baptists down there yeah. to the to Shoney's or wherever we're going. But no. <laughs> we got some sidewalkers up in here. <laughs> and they're making me sweat. <laughs> they realizing, wait a minute, I ain't living by faith. <laughs> Moved by everything they say. My emotions are tied in it. My emotions are all tangled up. Because I'm not living by faith. No, this is what the Bible is written to New Testament Christians. We are supposed to be living by faith. Hallelujah. While you're in this body and while you're absent from the Lord, the tangible presence of the Lord, His presence is there, but the Bible said there's things, there's a world that is invisible, and then there's a world that's visible. Faith gives you access to both realms. Hallelujah. It makes you a, a ruler. Mm-hmm. It gives you dominion in both realms. Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the unseen world, I can draw on it. Faith is my currency mm-hmm. to focus and function in both realms. Faith is the only ability I have to access the realm where the real power is. Amen. We call it miracles. Mm-hmm. We call it signs and we call it wonders. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Caleb, was, well, Caleb was talking about the wall of Jericho mm-hmm. this morning. Yes, yeah, yeah. His exhortation, he was talking about the walls of Jericho. He was talking about shouting. Yeah. Yeah. In front of your own wall. That's right. You're not at the wall because you want to be there. You at the wall because God put you there. Come on now. God needed somebody to bring this thing down. Come on now. You're not at the wall. Except the word of God got you at the wall. And he needed you there because the thing needs to come down. And he called you to walk by faith and not by sight. So when you get there, it don't matter how high the wall is. It don't matter how thick the wall is. It doesn't matter how much opposition is on the wall. I'm supposed to be here. Amen. And wherever God sends you, hallelujah, 
then he's going with you. And if God be for you, there ain't no wall that can be against you. Hallelujah. Amen. But the wall can't come down just because God is there. God has determined by covenant oath that no miracle, no breakthrough, amen, how that no inheritance will be had. No manifestation of the supernatural will be possessed without my co-partner using their faith. I want people, I wonder why this happened. How did God let this come on me? You forgot to shout. Amen. Story of the wall of Jericho, he said, you're going to march around it seven times. You can't go six. Because the word told you to go seven. See, we had to learn by to live by the word of God. That when God says something, we don't rationalize ourselves out of it. And you don't get up and say, well, that's the Old Testament. Oh, no. There's some stuff in the Old Testament you still got to do. Why? Because it's in the New Testament. Amen. Praise God. Before you cancel something else, you better come talk to me. Because you got to learn how to be skillful in the Word of God. People come and say, tithe is Old Testament. You don't know how to read your Bible. It's in Hebrews chapter 7. Amen. Because most preachers don't know how to read it. Right. It's in Hebrews chapter 7. Yes. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Yeah, you're going to have to change. That's why Jesus, the first word he came and preached, change. Repent me. I wish he just said changed. I didn't say changed, changed. First word he hollered was change. Because you know the last thing you want to do. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. There's a lot of things you know you should change, mm-hmm. but you done dug your heel in. Mm-hmm. You're making people drag you. Oh, <laughs> you know you should have changed in that thought a long time ago. Yes, amen. You should have changed in that behavior a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Amen. amen. You should have been sweet in your marriage a long yes, time amen. ago. Amen. Yeah, you should have been. Because even you knew it within yourself. Right. And you said, no. Not right now. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You done had enough word to change already. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. You done had enough word that you should have been a better lover already in your man. I'm talking to the married folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to, you have to clarify yeah, in here. Clarify. Come on. Somebody going to say, yes, I'm a lover. Yeah. No, you are single. Amen. You are single and in a holding pattern. Amen. We're not giving you authority to land yet. Just keep circling. Amen. You got plenty of fuel. Hallelujah. Don't worry about you. Jesus, go if he got to fuel you in the sky. Amen. They got airplanes now that can fuel you in the sky. You ain't got to come down. They just keep fueling you. Hallelujah. Until you come down in a landing pattern, bless God. You just keep yourself up there till we tell you you can land. Amen. I'm preaching real good right now. A lot of people don't like to hear that. Because it's going to mean I got to change. Don't feel like changing. We'll keep doing what I'm doing. And don't want nobody to say nothing about it. Wrong church. So I'm going to tell it like a T.I.E. is up in here. You better know it. If your toes is in the way, I'm going to run all over. Some people say, oh, you're preaching on me. Now, I wouldn't preach on you. Now, I ain't got no notes. The Holy Ghost got you. Amen. I don't have no notes. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. It don't do no good to make no sense. Anyway, I figured out years ago he changed as soon as I get there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. To know. Change. Yes. A faith lifestyle requires a changing mm-hmm. lifestyle. Right. Amen. Amen. It requires a changing lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Why? Because God said my ways are not your ways. He done already gone online. You know, people like they say, well, me and Jesus are real cool. No, he said, your ways 
and his ways was different. So y'all ain't all that tight right now. Amen. The way, what he's, what he's waiting on me to do is to get born again. Because a born, it, first of all, it takes a born again person to live by the word of God. Person not born again can't live by the word. No, nope. they don't have the capacity to do it. God's got to change your nature yeah. on the inside mm -hmm. to give you the ability to do His word. So the moment you get born again, you have what the Bible calls the spirit of faith. Amen. Yes. Amen. Come on now. Come on. So you got faith on the inside of you when you get born again. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look over here. You're already in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Well, you're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Just scoot over here to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Amen. Praise God. It says then in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith. Somebody say the spirit, of faith. the spirit of faith. Come on now. That means that's why if he put the spirit of faith in me, he can go ahead and call me more than a conqueror. Yeah, he can go and say I can do all things yeah. through Christ which strengthens me. Because I got it. He has already put, recreated my spirit, amen, in his image and likeness, which happens to be the spirit of faith, which means my spirit wants to do exactly what God wants me to do. So that means when I get born again, amen, amen, the wrestling starts now internally because I got a spirit that want to do what God said. Come on now. But there's another part of me on the inside called my soul. See, if it was just left up to the person's spirit of faith only, then that means you'd be walking on water today that's right. if you was born again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's another part of you that's got to be changed, yeah. and that's where the fight's at. Yeah. So when he's saying, while we're in the body, we're going to walk by faith mm -hmm. and not by sight, the sight part of you <laughs> governs and ministers to your soul. Mm -hmm. And your soul begins to make rules and begins to give guidance based on what it sees. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And what he's saying, you can't use that part of you and let it be in leadership right. over the spirit right. of faith. Right. That's good. That's good. So you cannot use the external, which the soul is governed by, you're going to have to use the spirit of faith that is governed by God himself. That's how you're going to have to live. And he said, if you live this way, you're going to have victory in this life. We walk not by sight. So I got to, I got to examine everything that's trying to get a response out of me yes. that's trying to get a decision out of me yeah. that's trying to get words out of my mouth that's trying to get action out of my body yeah. I got to govern every thought that comes into my heart to find out is it the word of God that I'm going to act on or is it something that came from outside of God mm -hmm. that's yeah. got its way into my soul yeah. And it's trying to override the work of God in my spirit. Yeah. People's main battles is within them. Yeah. Yeah. People's main battles is within them. That's what it is. And when people try to blame other people and say other people's the problem, they're trying to divert so they don't have to change. When everybody else, yeah. <laughs> there's something wrong with everybody else. Mm -hmm. 
And the devil got them believing that lie. Right. Now they're trying to get everybody else to believe it. Right. The Bible said that they'll come, they'll make up a lie, make up a lie and start living in it. No. People are not your problem. I remember I went to this conference. It said how to get along with difficult people. I said, Lord, I got to sign up for that. Yeah, it was a job. They was having all these different workshops and stuff like that. And I worked with a lot of people on the job. I was a project manager. I worked with all kinds of people, all the different departments, every department in our organization. I had to work with them because I was a manager. And you was a center. You had to put everything together. So I had to work with a whole lot of people, and some of them were difficult. And so I signed up for this conference because I wanted to know how to handle them. I wanted to know if I needed to give some of them a piece of my mind. I wanted to know how to do it. I want to be trained in that response and, amen, and do it professionally. Amen. I wanted to know how to do that. And so I signed up for this class. If I got to handle them, I want to know how to do it professionally. Yeah. <laughs> and so I signed up for this conference. I got in the conference, and I was waiting on them to tell me how to handle the other people. Yeah. <laughs> but they kept talking about me handling me. <laughs> they was talking about how to me to put my own hands on me, yeah. amen, and to change my response. Yeah. Oh my. Amen. It's to govern your response to every situation. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. That you were in control of you, not the other person. Right. That you should not let the other person govern yeah. the condition and the standard of living yeah. and the sanctity yeah. that you're supposed to have on the inside of you. You should be having peace in the midst of confusion. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. People shouldn't be determining if your day going to be depressed yeah. today. You start doing living like it, you're not living by faith. Because he said, I'm going to give you a joy that no man can take away from you. Come on now. So you should be smiling regardless of their behavior. Amen. Because if you can't, then that means they're controlling you. Because you are responding to an external force yeah. instead of responding to the spirit of faith yeah. on the inside of you. Amen. You shouldn't be depressed because they didn't call you. Amen. Why? Because everybody come to your life ain't going to stay in your life. Yeah. Uh -huh. right. And some people need to leave yeah. so you can finish. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But some of you still want to hope. Baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. I was wrong. And I cannot live without you. You need deliverance. <laughs> you need to be right up here in line. And don't be trying to hold back like I'm pushing you over either. If you fall, fall by faith. Because you really got the power God touched you. Amen. Yeah. You need to be receiving, not resisting. Amen. No. Some people need to leave your life. You ain't going to finish it if they stay. Trust me, I've been pastoring 22 years. Not, you're going you're gonna to have some emotions but that ain't the real you the real you is a spirit of faith it's worshiping while they tripping it's worshiping while they're tripping the real you is worshiping while they're leaving not some, some emotional state. I can't make it without that. No. Sometimes people need to leave because God has a replacement yeah. program. Yeah. 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 And one thing you need to know about folk leaving your life 
And when I look in the Bible, it always get better. Saul gone, gone, here come David. He can whoop Goliath. Saul can't. Amen. Judas gone, here comes Paul. That writes two-thirds of the New Testament. It just keeps getting better. Amen. Praise God. Because the Bible promises you that you got to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Come on now. It's getting ready to get better for you. Amen. Praise God. Because he's doing exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask to think anyway. God's got to have covenant-minded people with you. People that are steadfast and unmovable. And sometimes the chain team has got to change. How many times have the Titans changed? We're trying to get better, y'all. The players and the numbers change. But the team is still there. Sometimes you're going to have to get some new players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amen. I'm just trying to tell you. Yeah. Just the way it is. Faith allows people that don't fit to walk off. That's what Abraham had to do. You got to watch your nephew walk away. You got to sin one of your sons away. Yeah. yeah. You got to watch that. Because if you don't, you're not going to finish. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get so into the spirit of faith in your life, you know really what belongs in your life. Mm-hmm. And stop walking by sight. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to have to do. Everybody don't belongs. And sometimes people can walk with you a while. And as far as they can go, yeah, yeah, as far as they could take you, as far as they can take you. That's it. If they stay, they're just extra weight. That's all they are. Mm-hmm. They're no longer contributing mm-hmm. to the end state of your life. Yeah. Get a company. Just get you a company. Go start your company. <laughs> and then go try to get you some good some, and really what you're looking for is a faithful man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come on now. Yeah. That's really what you're looking for. You're looking for people to show up on time. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't looking for folk coming in late. Just go start your company. I ain't talking about church right now. This is because you're getting mad if I start talking about that. You're getting mad and irritated. He's so religious and picky. We're not talking about showing up on church. We're talking about showing up on your job on time. But you, you, it's your company though. So now you're taking it personal. Everybody good? Because we're not talking about church. We're not talking about showing up on time to church. Amen. Am I clear about that? Somebody will stop praising him right now if I start getting into that. No, we're talking about it's your company. You paying these people. Salary. There's a starting time and a quitting time. And you set these hours to operate in mm-hmm. because that's how you serve your customers and they honor your business with cash in response. Mm-hmm. And so you need them doing the assignment that you gave them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And when you walk in there, you want to see them doing it. Right. Right. With joy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause they get yeah. cash. They get cash with joy. You giving them cash with joy, then they ought to be working with some kind of joy. When you walk in there on the phone and they got an attitude because you asked them to hang up the phone you was paying for out of the wages you gave them and they mad because they talking to their cousin on the third side of the family. And they got an attitude, and they want your money at the end of the week. No, that's not the kind of employee you're looking for. 
You're looking for somebody that's faithful, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Amen. That's who you're looking for. You're looking for faithfulness. But the Bible says a faithful man who can find. Which means you can't find it. God's got to send them to you based on your seeds of faithfulness. Because if you sow in faithfulness, amen, even your faith can be a seed. Come on now. That if you sow faithfulness, then faithfulness is coming back to you. Oh, come on. See, that's why living by faith is a joy. Oh, Bubba, we letting you go today. Because you ain't my harvest. You not my seed. I done sowed faithfulness. Faith. That's, your, that's why God wants you to live by faith. Because your faithfulness is even, your faithfulness determines what show, the kind of people that show up in your life. Hallelujah. Yeah. Your faithfulness that shows up. Hold your place right here. I'm just about done. Praise God. You need to be stopping right now. I haven't preached enough. Hold your place right here. You got the spirit of faith on you. Look over here. I thank God for his word. Because see, the word is supposed to let you know how it's going to turn out. Even when it's unfolding. Don't get discouraged. It's just unfolding right now. Don't get moved because it's just unfolding right now. You got to go through some things and you got to watch some stuff that says it's yours, but it's not yours. You got some stuff they want to attach to you, but it's got to be detached. You got to go through some stuff up front yeah, right. to get where you had to go. Yeah. Abraham had to walk through some people that didn't belong with him. Yeah. Yeah. And even though you're faithful, yeah. but if you just keep right. moving, right. your real harvest is going to show Amen. up. Yeah. Turn over to Luke. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Holy praise God. I'm talking about walking by faith. Oh, glory to God. Glory. Oh, praise God. I love the word of God. I remember one priest said the word of God turned him on. It was like plugging him up into the electric a socket. It turned him on. That means if the word is in you, you'll stay on. You should always be ready to give an answer to somebody. This is the reason why I'm going on. Because God is faithful. And what he promised me, he's able also to perform it. I'm able to get up and have joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't let the devil use unfaithful people to steal your joy. Amen. Yeah. You know what you're going to get out of this life? You're going to reap what you sowed and nothing else. Sheila Bako Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you sow in faith, you're going to be living good. Oh, you got good days coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Don't let nobody steal your joy right now. Amen. He said, I'm giving you a joy. That no one can take from you. Right. Thank you Lord. So I, 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 I stand it on out. They can't take my joy. That means they can't have my wife. Can't have my wife. They can't have my children. That's right. Can't have my children. Can't have my money. Yeah. Can't have my money. Can't have my destiny. Yeah. Can't have my destiny. Can't have my land. Yeah. Can't have my land. Can't have my property. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Can't have nothing. nothing. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. That no two-legged walking nothing <laughs> can't have joy. Amen. Amen. That's why they wrote the song, I Still Got Joy. Amen. Amen. Because what they're doing is temporal. Yeah. Or whatever situation you're going through is temporal and subject to change. Amen. Anybody get some help today? Yeah. Look over here in Luke chapter 16. 
he that is faithful in that which is least. That means if you give them a little, Luke 16.10. Amen. Did everybody that said Luke 16.10? You was the only one that Luke 16.10. You're going to pay attention. You're going to sit on the front row. Amen. Now, this is God talking. He gives you a little to see what you're going to do with that. Amen. Because don't think his plans are you where you are right now. Come on. Amen. Don't think it's just as it. Hallelujah. Oh, no, 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 no. Amen. We, done, we tied into something. We tied into something. He said he that is faithful in little stuff. And let me tell you something. You don't get to judge your own faithfulness. You do not go to the job and do your own performance appraisal. Because you're going to forget all the other stuff. Amen. You're going to forget them days. You, you don't act like those on the remember. I ain't putting that down. He <laughs> said, no, I ain't writing that down. I was all that in a bag of chips this year. Promote me. You don't get to do your own performance appraisal. If Jesus is saying, I know your works, mm -hmm. then you ain't getting to do them. Mm. You don't get to say you were faithful. Somebody else got to say it. I tell you who got to say it. The man or the woman you were serving. Mm -hmm. Reach with it. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith don't include just how you believe God for a word for you. Faith also includes how you serve somebody else that had a word. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Now, why does it include that? Because when God raises you to the height he wants you, you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. So you're going to have to have faithful people to help you. Yeah. 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 When you get your own thing. Right. Right. When you become, you may, be in the, you may be under somebody in the department right now, but you want to move up. Moving up means that you're going to have to have faithful people under you that responds to your word yeah. to accomplish the vision. Right. So just believing God for a promotion ain't enough. You're going to have to have a harvest yeah. and a seed, amen, yeah. for the people that are going to have to serve under you to lift yeah. you up. Because if you're going to another level, then somebody got to be under you to support that level. Yeah, yeah, that's good, that's right. Yeah. So if God's going to fulfill what he's called you to do, amen then you're going to have seeds of faithfulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people think they don't. And they get out there and they try to do it by yourself. You can't bring a vision to pass by yourself. In the kingdom of God, there is no independent acts. We are fitly framed and joined together. Each joint supplying. Amen. Based on the level of faithfulness in them. That's determined how they're going to supply. Yeah, that's determined how they're going to supply. He said this right here. We walk by faith and not by sight. So I can't be moved by anything other than the word of God when I'm serving somebody else. You can't let somebody's attitude get in you. I quit going to the break room when I was teaching middle school because of the way the teachers were talking about the students. 
That's unfaithfulness mm -hmm. to the parents mm -hmm. that sent their children there mm -hmm. to be educated. Mm -hmm. That I'm going to have a defeat attitude about your child before they even get there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't be listening to that. Can't be listening to that. That is not my assignment to listen to that. The principal already told me what to do. Our job is to educate them, to believe in them, to get their confidence, to get their trust, so that they can start trusting, so that we can build a relationship, so they understand that I'm really loving them and helping them and trying to get them to the next level yeah, that's good, that's right. so that the wall will come down mm -hmm. so that we can have some success. But if I'm in there listening to that mess, don't you think mess don't affect your performance? Right. Yeah. If you subject yourself to it, it's in you. And it's just a matter of time before it comes up. You can't plant a seed and it don't come up. It's going to come up and it's going to show up because you allowed it to stay there and take root. Yeah. And it's going, to it's going to produce some kind of dishonor and disloyalty and unfaithfulness. And real faith people will see it and know it just like that. And this is why this is in the Bible. He said, he that is unfaithful in that which is, is least is unfaithful also in much. So there's no need of promoting them. If you do, you will cause yourself irreparable, immeasurable damage because they will take that to the highest level now and it will work against you. You better listen to what the Bible says. Amen. Y'all not shouting right now. That's okay. But I'm helping you. Because unfaithfulness is unfaithfulness. And then all of a sudden, I'm trying to use my faith over here. But you got to understand there's something on the inside of you that's counteracting the spirit of faith. And now you really need God right now, but you done sold some stuff that's going to jack up your harvest. I'm talking about living by faith right now. Amen. You can't be shouting the scriptures and then shouting foolishness the next minute. The Bible said, decide what kind of heart you're going to have. Either you're going to have one that's mess is flowing out of, or you're going to have one that's faith is flowing out of. You can't get bitter water and sweet water out of the same fountain. And you can't get faith and unfaithfulness out of the same faith, out of the same fountain either. Either it's unfaithful or either it's in faith. You got to decide. Amen. You a church got to decide. If you're going to be a church, be a real church. Be a real church. Faithfulness is how you live all the time. Yeah. We walk by faith. Faith is not coming to church in and of itself. My God, if faith was just Sunday morning and Wednesday night, we'd all have it made. It's bigger than that. We're trying to get the church to the capacity where it can really be a church. Real church says encourage one another daily. That you're doing something every day to keep your faith. Yeah, yeah. My pastor said, Keith, I work on my faith every day. You got to do something every day yeah. to strengthen your faith and believe. If not, some will get in there and jack your stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. The New Testament believers in the first church knew that they had to do something every day. Yeah. I'm, not cons I'm, not, I'm, I'm not moved when people miss it, and I don't beat them up when they miss it. My job is to help qualify people, not disqualify them. Yeah, right. They disqualify themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not following the instruction they're getting when you spend your life ministering to them. Yeah. Doing something different than what the Word said that you gave them. No. Faithfulness is how you live all the time. 
is how you talk all the time. All the time. Overcoming the temptations that would take yourself out of the will of God. You want to build yourself up with a sin. The early church, they met every day. Sometimes people, when challenges come, they're going to fail at that challenge because there ain't enough word in them. Just not enough word in them. In the early church, the Bible said they met every single day. Maybe not in a corporate setting, full corporate setting. All 3,000 of them showing up. But they met in small groups, encouraging one another daily. They already set the standard that Sunday morning and Wednesday night alone ain't enough to be a faith person. That's why Kenneth Hagin said faith is at all time low in the body of Christ. Therefore, part... Prayers at all time long, which means the church should be having more manifestations of power, more blessing and promotions that you've ever seen. God is ready to pour out his blessing and pour out his spirit. And he is pouring it out. He has to because he said he would. But it takes faith to participate in it. And because people live more time walking by how they feel, what it looks like, they make their decisions on how they feel, what it looks like. When I met my pastor and the first time I met him, and I, even when I was looking for him, we never missed services because I know I needed the Word of God. Amen. A lot of times people act like they don't need the Word, like church is optional. And then let something hit their life. They're looking for somebody now that can believe.